welcome to Listen and Learn with your favourite teacher. For more resources to support your learning, visit yourfavouriteteacher.com. I'm Miss Meeks and today we'll be discussing the plot and context for one of Jane Austen's most famous novels, Pride and Prejudice. Austen's message for the novel was one unusual for the time and yet still applicable today. People must marry for love and not for socio-economic position or status. Pride and Prejudice has certain autobiographical features, as did many novels at the time, which mirror Austen's own life events. For example, the status and occupation of her family, as well as her close bond with her sister. Much alike are two main female characters, Elizabeth and Jane. Jane Austen died at age 41, having not married Tom Lefroy, who she was in love with at a young age, but couldn't afford to be wed. Another suitor proposed years later, Jane had accepted the proposal and changed her mind the morning after. Ten years later, Jane published Pride and Prejudice. During the Georgian era, or the Regency era, when Pride and Prejudice was written, it wasn't socially acceptable for upper-class women to work. Therefore, women such as Eliza and Jane within the novel had to secure financial stability through a good match in marriage. Pride and Prejudice explores the issues within said mindframe, with the young Bennet girls looking to find happiness and financial security. Society at the time was stratified, which means that the higher and lower social classes didn't typically mix or come into contact very often. Austen makes it a point to not address the higher classes of society, other than Lady Catherine, or the lowest. She only writes about what she knows, which is the upper middle that she personally belonged to. England was actually at war with France, which explains the stationing of battalions all over the place, and actually in the midst of the Industrial Revolution, which meant that monetization became more possible for the lower classes, and becoming wealthy through inheritance stopped being the only option. This often fueled a snobbish attitude, much like our Miss Bingley and Lady Catherine, and coined the birth of the new and old money divide. During the Regency period, most travel consisted of horseback, horse-drawn carriage or on foot. Most women were limited to the latter two options as it was unladylike for a woman to ride on horseback. This meant that travel was slow and most likely uncomfortable, therefore making it very limited. This also meant that holidays and tours were very limited, therefore most people who could afford holidays kept them within the island. Let's explore the plot now, shall we? Mr Bingley, who happens to be a young, rich, single and a total catch for one of the Bennett girls, moves to Meryton, very close to the Bennett estate. Soon after, Mr Bingley, along with the five Bennett sisters, attends a ball. Mr Bingley takes a particular liking to the eldest Bennett sister, Jane, whilst his friend Mr Darcy displays a particular dislike towards her younger sister, Elizabeth. There are soldiers stationed locally, which the younger Bennett girls, Kitty and Lydia, are particularly ecstatic about. Our eldest Miss Bennett, Jane, becomes particularly sick at the Bingley estate, and the Bingleys insist that she must stay until she feels better. This provokes Elizabeth to join her at Bingley estate and take care of her dear sister. 
This is where we become aware of Mr. Darcy's attraction towards Elizabeth. However, he still carries a dislike towards her family and therefore doesn't pursue her romantically. Mr. Collins, the heir to the Bennett estate and a cousin to the Bennett girls, comes over to stay and assert his heirship with an ulterior motive of trying to pick himself a wife out of the Bennets. After having witnessed Jane's infatuation with Mr. Bingley, he deems her a lost cause and pursues Elizabeth, who promptly rejects him. A new officer arrives in Meriton by the name of George Wickham, who tends to spend the vast majority of his free time playing a victim role and claiming how badly Mr. Darcy has treated him, including preventing him from becoming a clergyman and disobeying the dying wish of Mr. Darcy's father and financially cutting him off. Bingley hosts a ball, which Elizabeth takes as an opportunity to question Darcy about the accusations against him by Mr. Wickham, which he dodges by completely changing the subject. Soon after, the Bingleys and Mr. Darcy leave for London, and whilst there, Bingley's sister, who was very friendly with Jane whilst in Meryton, writes to Jane to inform her of the fact that Mr. Bingley fully intends to marry Mr. Darcy's sister, and none of them will be coming back to Meryton. Jane goes to London in order to visit her uncle and aunt. Whilst there, she pays a visit to Miss Bingley, who treats her with none of the previous pleasant countenance. Back at Meryton, Mr Collins proposes to Charlotte Lucas, a friend of the Bennet girls, who graciously accepts. George Wickham, however, stops his flirtations with Elizabeth and begins to pursue a young lady with more money, the social climbing scoundrel. Elizabeth travels to visit the newlywed Mr. Collins and Charlotte in Kent. Whilst there, she's invited to Lady Catherine de Bourgh's estate to dine quite often. Darcy just so happens to be visiting Lady Catherine and spends a lot of his time in Elizabeth's company. Elizabeth finds out from Colonel Fitzwilliam that Darcy told his friend Mr. Bingley not to marry Jane, which angers her beyond belief. She assumes this would be due to her family's insufficiently high social standing. Darcy then proposes to Elizabeth, which she finds laughable after how he treated Wickham so cruelly and ruined her sister's chances at happiness. Darcy takes it on the chin and writes a letter to Jane explaining that he was under the impression that Jane didn't love Bingley and that the presumably cruel treatment of Mr Wickham comes from the fact that Wickham attempted to elope with Darcy's 15-year-old sister in order to inherit their wealth. The soldiers previously stationed at Meryton are on the move, heading for Brighton, and the ever-so-keen Lydia is invited to come along with one of the officer's wives. Elizabeth goes on tour with her aunt and uncle on their route. They tick off Darcy's estate in Derbyshire and accidentally bump into none other than Mr Darcy himself, who is surprisingly very charming and friendly, as opposed to his usual snobbish self. Elizabeth finds out her sister has eloped with Wickham and heads home at once whilst her uncle, Mr Gardner, heads to London to find them. Gardner finds them and writes to the Bennets to let them know Wickham has agreed to marry Lydia. Elizabeth finds out by accident that it was in fact Mr Darcy who bribed Wickham into marrying Lydia, which prevented the young Miss Bennet bringing disgrace to the family. Bingley returns from London and very soon after proposes to Jane. 
Lady Catherine takes a trip to Meryton because she's heard a rumour about Elizabeth and Darcy being engaged and she impolitely requests that Elizabeth doesn't marry him because a woman of her social standing is punching. Elizabeth, of course, refuses to even entertain the idea. Darcy visits the Bennet estate and promptly proposes to Elizabeth, which she accepts. That's a lengthy one, but don't worry too much about the detail as long as you can remember the key events within the novel. I'm Miss Meeks with your favourite teacher and we've been discussing the plot and context of Pride and Prejudice. Visit yourfavouriteteacher.com for videos, worksheets and everything you need to exceed in your studies. Thanks for listening.